Lockdown 2.0 has put us in our place, that's for sure. Guidance tells us you can't meet socially with others indoors unless they're part of your social bubble. So, unless you live with your partner or they form part of your social bubble, sex is off limits. Apparently. In this episode, I'll be talking about how quarantine life is affecting us sexually. Please note, the language gets fruity and my opinions can be unfiltered, so listener discretion is necessary. Welcome to the very first episode of Hit The Clock. I am Cheryl and every week I'll be bringing you a short but sweet, buffed up but easily digestible, generous dollop of sex education and facts. I'll be debunking some myths and perhaps creating new ones. I'll be sharing with you nuggets of advice, personal thoughts and opinions together with a healthy dose of wellness thrown in for good measure. So lockdown 2.0 is in full swing. It's messing with people's well-being and all sorts. It's been mad, like truly mad. People have lost their freedom, they've lost their jobs and sadly, in a lot of cases, they've lost loved ones. It's been a real roller coaster overall, you know, and um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, the necessary extra vigilance, the track and trace app that basically appears to be a pile of shit. And then there's the actual testing itself, you know, the COVID testing. So many kind of questions fly around, so many unanswered questions in a lot of instances like what are we really testing for? Is this a conspiracy? Do the tests work? Are the results made up? What is happening? It is a lot to contend with. It is a lot to absorb. It is a lot to digest. We are living in crazy times. I mean, you can't even hit the supermarket without having like a a contingency plan, you know. You've got to prep to go down to Tesco's. It is crazy. Add to that the social distancing, the copious amounts of hand sanitizer, and of course the face mask, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like seriously, what the fuck is happening? As I recently mentioned on Instagram, I've worn a mask more than I've worn a bra this year. Like, seriously. I mean, for those people that know me, you'll know that I'm not a massive fan of bras. Don't get me wrong. I like how bras look in the sense that they can work an outfit, make an outfit look dope. They can look really sexy, especially for, you know, the bedroom antics and whatnot. Bras are essential. I get it. But... I prefer to be braless most of the time. Obviously, only when it's suitable because I'm quite well endowed. So we have to be sensible about life. I can't exactly, you know, take the car in for a service (laughs) without a bra. Do you know what I mean? Like, bounding, hey boys, I'm here to... No, no, we won't be doing that. But jokes aside, this whole mask thing, I think for a lot of people as well, wearing masks is very restrictive. Aside from the people that have like respiratory issues, just in general, just knowing that you've got this thing across your face and it has to be there like all the time, that can really trigger like an anxiety attack if you like. Like, That can really make people feel restricted. People are suffering. People are really, really suffering. I just mentioned anxiety. People's anxieties are through the roof. For a lot of people, it's like, where do I turn? What do I do? Who do I talk to? How do I begin to talk? How do I open up this conversation? I want to shout out Mind 
here in the UK, mind.org.uk. They've got some really amazing tips on their website. They've basically put this uh, page together, which is, is reassuring in a way. And I would imagine it's helpful for a lot of people because it talks about the fact that many of us are struggling to maintain our mental well-being during this whole pandemic. So the page is there to kind of support you. It covers things like tips for taking care of your mental well-being and looking after your practical needs and even understanding like the difficult feelings that you may be feeling. I'm just going to give you a couple of pointers courtesy of the Mind website because I think it's it's crucial, it's important. Some of the tips for taking care of your mental well-being include finding ways to connect with others and share experiences. And I think this is really crucial because a lot of people will sit in their feelings and think that they're the only person on the planet that is feeling that way when actually you probably only have to look to your left. Someone close to home is more than likely experiencing similar feelings to you. During the winter months especially it's recommended that you get as much natural light as you can. There is definitely a connection between physical health and mental health that goes without a say so even if that just means going for a long walk or a short walk depending some people can't walk for a long time whatever do what you can obviously what you can physically manage but going out getting fresh air going for walks going to the park instead of driving to tesco's walk to tesco's listen I'm the original jump in the car, fly down the road girl. But I have to say, in the last few months especially, I've taken to walking. Unless I'm going to do a massive shot, I will walk to Sainsbury's. If it's a massive shot, then yeah, jumping in the car. But ultimately, I'm getting out and I'm walking. And I tell you what, walking really clears your head. I love it. One more for you. If you're feeling anxious, now I know a lot of people suffer with anxiety. I mean, anxiety as an emotion is natural in humans. It only becomes a problem when your anxiety levels are heightened and they're causing distress and you can't get a grip on those feelings it's very very common so if you are feeling anxious you can look at ways to kind of combat those feelings so that might be playing games you know puzzles even breathing exercises I enjoy meditating I find it centers me because I'm quite you know batty in the sense that I'm all over the place I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm here I'm there I'm there I'm up I'm down I'm left I'm right so sometimes I need to stop and recenter myself realign myself and I find stopping and deep breathing that works wonders for me I don't know give it a go if you're someone that finds you're quite you know the meditation and deep breathing might be you I I just want to add in there watching the news reading sort of news articles online and in newspapers keep that to a minimum especially if you find that it makes you feel more anxious about what's going on in the world when you're inundated with information like negative information that is without a doubt going to have an effect on your mood and how you feel it gets really really noisy so I would say keep the consumption of news and information around COVID-19 especially in this kind of scenario to a minimum it's good to be informed but you know you have to limit your intake it's like anything too much of anything is not always a good thing unless it's sex speaking of sex According to Boris Johnson, having sex with someone outside of your home was actually made illegal on the last lockdown. Okay, they haven't come out and said, okay, you can't do that. But I guess it's still implied from the last time. And also, if you're talking about social bubbles and the fact that you can't meet other people indoors unless they form part of your social bubble, I guess it's presumed that sex with someone you don't live with is off the cards. Hmm. Imagine you can't even get your pussy wet. You can't get your dick hard without committing a crime. 
This is mad. But having said that, plenty are more than willing to take the risk and commit the crime. You know, like we're talking about sex here. It's like, how are you going to stop people from doing something which is like a, a human instinct? Yeah, all right. You can layer all the facts. You can tell us breathing in each other's faces during sex is going to increase the possibility of transmission of the coronavirus. But ultimately, if someone's feeling horny, they're going to do what they're going to do. New rules do state that you can exercise or visit outdoor public places with one person or another. So I guess a workaround, you know, not trying to encourage you to have sex outdoors, by the way, because I don't know, is that illegal? <laughs> I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything. But yeah, alfresco might be something worth exploring. It's a bit nippy though, so make sure your your top half <laughs> is warmed up at least. Can you imagine? Like, have your back yet? Oh god, yeah, no. I'm really not encouraging you to have sex in public, honestly. I'm just saying that where there's a will, there's a way. Speaking of where there's a will, there's a way. Not only are partners that live apart happy to sign up to this new sort of sexual criminal lifestyle in order to get their rocks off. According to a dating site called Gleden, which is basically uh, a dating site for discreet encounters aka if you want a bit on the side this is where you need to come to get your bit on the side 37 percent of users of their site are still hooking up with their lovers for sex so that's like people that are in relationships so they've got their little social bubble popping they've got their social bubble dick or their social bubble pussy but they're actually going outside of their social bubble to get external dick or pussy. Now obviously I'm not trying to encourage anybody to sign up with sites like Gleedon, although they are there if that is what you want. Yeah, anyway, what, what I'm basically trying to say is I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything naughty. So I was kind of thinking about other ways to satisfy that sexual itch, especially if you don't have a significant other in your social bubble. Sexting. Everybody knows how to text, everybody knows how to WhatsApp. Sexting is essentially just like messaging naughty messages back and forth. Apparently, women are more likely to do this if they're in a committed setup. So if you're in a com committed relationship, then your woman is likely to, you know, engage in this kind of thing. Whereas guys, well, we all know guys think we're their willies anyway. Sorry, guys, but it's true. So they will happily engage in this anyway. And actually, not all women just fall into that bracket of only in a committed relationship. Just statistically, more women are likely to engage in sexting if they're in a committed relationship. But anyway, I'm digressing. My point is sexting is a way of, you know, getting excited, stoking the fires of passion, turning each other on from a distance. It's exciting. If you're someone that enjoys words like I do, then reading naughty messages might do bits. Give it a go. If you haven't, it's something worth exploring during lockdown. Videos. Now sending videos to each other is risky business. I would say proceed with a lot of caution. Definitely only do that if you trust the person you're messaging because, well, revenge porn is real. Naughty video sending, messaging, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's popular you know sending naughty videos it might be of you masturbating it might just be of you showing your bit anything that you feel is going to turn on the person that you're sending these videos to it could just be you talking into the camera really sexily you know it could be anything like obviously use your imagination and if you are shy then I guess you could maybe not do the visual side of it and send voice notes you know voice notes is a really good kind of function especially on whatsapp sometimes i will send like a whole hour not not really i'm joking sometimes i will send like a good five minutes worth of voice notes and then think to myself cheryl that's too much but then it saves calling the person doesn't it because i know when i get on the phone like it's never a five minute call i'll ring up one of my friends i'll be like yeah quick call an hour later i'm still babbling or we're still chatting about everything under the flipping sun so with a voice note it kind of just makes you get to the point a lot quicker so if you apply that in a sexual situation 
You can get naughty. You can say all those dirty things you've wanted to say. Or if you're really adventurous, you could do all three. You could sext. You can send videos. You can send voice notes. You know, combine it. Make it real exciting, you know. I think that's an idea. Only do things that you're comfortable with. Don't ever feel pressured and make sure whoever you're doing it with, you trust. But I have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, the safest way to bust a nut during lockdown is through doing it yourself. That's right, you need to be masturbating. Yeah, flip the bean, stroke the puss, yank the chain, jerk off, whatever you want to call it. It's self-love. The thing about masturbation is it covers every eventuality. You can do it solo. You can mutually masturbate where you're doing it together. Or you could do it as part of your video and sexting thing that we were just talking about. And even if you are in a, in a support bubble, you can mutually masturbate with your support bubble person for crying out loud. Like mix it up, like mutual masturbation can be sexy. So that's something worth considering. A real good selling point about masturbation, especially during lockdown, is the fact that you don't need a mask. You don't need anything. You don't have to worry about anything. Especially if you're masturbating on your own. Like you don't have to worry about COVID infested spores penetrating your airspace or anything crazy like that. It's just you, your hand, I don't know, your toys, whatever it is that you've decided to use. I mean, the edge of the bed for crying out loud, the shower head, I don't know. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're doing it on your own so there is no risk at this point I think it's oh so appropriate for me to draw your attention to the ruby glow ride on sex toy created designed imagined by the fabulous Tabitha Rain now if you don't know Tabitha Rain get your ass out from underneath the rock Tabitha Rain is obviously the creator of the the ruby glow she is an audio porn artist she is an author and a whole lot of other great amazing things she's a wonderful person but anyway I'm doing my digressing bit again I wanted to draw your attention to the ruby glow because it's a hands-free this is for the ladies by the way sorry guys you know what it would actually make a really good Christmas present so please don't switch off continue listening and actually make a note the ruby glow is a hands-free portable ride-on vibrator you just basically sit on it you sit on it and it does its thing what's more because it's hands-free you can do other bits so you might want to get familiar with your boobs or hmm you can be on the phone you could be you could be filming yourself you know videoing that see it, it it just works the ruby glow is i would say my recommendation because of what it does so yeah go along to the rubyglow.com that's rubyglow.com for more information it's important to talk about sex toys because sex toys for masturbation can really provide variation and offer different sensations and ultimately different thrills i think we kind of need to get past the kind of ooh that comes with the whole sex toy thing you know people like mention sex toys as this kind of kind of revert back to like year nine and start acting stupid i don't, I don't understand it's like it's a sex toy we should be clapping when people talk about this not getting all coy and don't get me wrong some people it's not something that they can talk about easily i get it i think masturbation on the whole is not something a lot of people find easy to talk about and that's fine the way society has it it's almost as if masturbation is something so dirty and so secret that we shouldn't even talk about it that is nonsense one of my big things is people need to know that it's okay to do that it is your body you can touch your body in your own privacy and you can give yourself pleasure and you shouldn't be ashamed of that you should feel comfortable and enjoy it if you want to again only if you want to you shouldn't be forced or feel obligated ever when it comes to any kind of sexual activity but yeah no sex toys there's so many of them there's so many different sex toys you've got beginner clitoral stimulators because the clit is queen all the way through to huge shafts 
Some women like really huge sort of dildos. Um, you've got butt plugs, you've got remote control goodies. Obviously you've got sex toys for men as well. Like you've got butt plugs, you've got, if you can see what I'm doing with my hand, you'd be like, leave it. You've got shafts, you've got things like, oh God, I'm gonna do some name dropping. You've got like the Tenga egg, which is like a, a masturbatory tool for men. It's like a sleeve with different kind of patterns, I wanna say, inside that create different sensations. You've got like the fleshlight, which is like a handheld, I don't know, you can have a mouth, a pussy or an arse, and it just, again, it's like a sleeve. There's all sorts of different things. So sex toys aren't just exclusively for women. And I think there's still this myth that men that use sex toys are a bit freaky. Well, no, it's just another way of getting off. If you're freaky, you're freaky. It's got nothing to do with whether you use a sex toy or not. Although your freakiness can be enhanced, but you get what I'm trying to say. Masturbation is enjoyable. I think most people would agree with that, whether publicly or not most people would agree with that in their heads at least it enables you to kind of take care of yourself in ways other self-care rituals don't you know so you might be someone that enjoys a face massage yes it's satisfying yes it's pleasurable and yes your skin's gonna look dope but it's not the same like masturbation gives you gives you that glow too but with a bit of added extra it brings a wide range of positive side effects and health benefits that can really improve people's daily lives and the main thing it's free. Can I talk about some of the benefits of masturbation really quick? First off, it reduces stress and eases pain. In times like these, anything that's gonna relieve your stress should be welcomed. It also improves sleep. Sometimes you might not be able to fall asleep. You might be lying there, looking at the TV, thinking, fuck's sake. <sighs> closing your eyes, opening them, closing your eyes, opening them. Masturbate. You'll be asleep in minutes, well, after you've come, of course. I wanna give you a little bit of science behind why it makes you sleep or helps you get to sleep. That's because when you do masturbate, the feel-good hormones like endorphins and oxytocin get released into the body and they actually help. They aid sleep. They help you to sleep deeper. I can't stress it enough. Masturbation is also good for your heart. It's similar to you exercising, gets your blood pumping, which is not only good for heart health, but may actually contribute to lowering the risk of type 2 diabetes. Imagine, and weight gain. Uh, win, 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 win. However, I think it's important to note that this isn't like the equivalent of running or doing exercise. You know, you can't just say, oh, well, I masturbated today, so I don't need to go to the gym. Or I, I had a wank today. I had three wanks today, so I don't need to do my, my daily walk. No, it shouldn't be a placement is just an enhancement in addition to that's how you should be looking at it for guys masturbation can reduce the risk of prostate cancer and that's because when guys masturbate they flush out toxins through ejaculation that's real and actually a study that was conducted at harvard health professionals found that men that ejaculated 21 times or more in a month actually experienced a 33% lower prostate cancer risk as compared to men who ejaculated say between four to seven times a month for ladies, masturbation strengthens your pelvic floor muscles. This is great for sort of urinary issues that you might experience later in life, like incontinence. And actually it works for guys as well because it can help with erectile function. So again, just looking forward to when you get older, that, that pelvic floor muscle, if it's strong, it's gonna benefit you. Basically the contract, the contracts, the contradictions that occur with your orgasm basically makes your pelvic your pelvic floor muscles stronger can't speak cannot speak masturbation helps us to understand our sexual wants and needs you know what we like what we don't like how we like it how fast how slow how intense that kind of thing because sex and arousal are in the brain 
it all boils back down to what's happening in the brain so the more we kind of explore our bodies the more we listen to our bodies the more we'll appreciate them and ultimately boost our self-esteem and increase our feelings of desire too again these are all win-win situations i'm seeing no reason why you shouldn't be masturbating. Masturbation also increases libido. If you're someone that feels that you don't often feel like having sex, which again is normal, masturbation might change that. It might increase your libido. So you might go from zero to a hundred, who knows? The more we experience pleasure, the more we kind of want it. And I think that goes without saying a lot of things in life. Aside to that, I think a lot of people get concerned with masturbation and they kind of think that if they masturbate too much, then they're going to lose that kind of desire or the ability to achieve orgasm with a partner or in any other way no that's not the case i think in a lot of instances actually masturbation is kind of key to changing that because as i said before it kind of gives you the understanding of what you like so when you are with a partner or with you when you're with someone that you're having some kind of sexual encounter with you can articulate what it is you like rather than just have them fumbling about or rather than accidentally discover that you like i mean don't get me wrong accidentally discovering new pleasurable kind of spots and things is great but it's nice to be able to to know what you like too and so masturbation does that people have this idea that it's going to like numb you as well I think guys especially think that women that use sex toys will become numb to the real ting. I just want to say that I can't speak for everybody and I think there may be an element of truth in that if it's providing you with the kind of intensity that some of these sex toys do provide you with. If that's the only way you're discovering you can get off then yeah it might be difficult when you're with someone to replicate that or to emulate that or to kind of create that sensation. So that might just take you longer it won't not allow you it will just take you longer you might have to sort of explore different things but um what is my point i don't even know what i'm trying to say here i think i'm basically trying to say that there's nothing wrong with using sex toys i think provided you're not becoming addicted and addiction is a completely different thing addiction is about not being able to function without doing something take for example an alcoholic not being able to function without the consumption of alcohol is what essentially renders you an alcoholic so if you're addicted to masturbation that means you can't get up and function without masturbating you're allowing it to penetrate excuse pun your life you know it's taking over your world you're making excuses to go and run to the bathroom to, to knock one out in the middle of important times in your life and stuff like that that's when it can be a cause for concern as long as you're not doing it in inappropriate places at inappropriate times and you're in control of it then I would say it's okay. Also, masturbation improves body confidence. Kind of ties in with everything about the brain and what's happening in the brain. It just allows you to appreciate and understand your body and the beauty of your body and realise that we can actually do things that makes makes us feel good, like ourselves. Like, it's amazing. And I think for women, just to know that the clitoris, oh my gosh, the clitoris is the only organ on the human body that is designed purely for pleasure. Imagine, you have a clitoris. It has, what, 8,000 nerve endings in it, all waiting to be pleasured. Come on now, come on now come on now final point on the benefits of masturbation quite apt i would say for what's happening now is it boosts your immune system and it can fight infection that's real imagine i'm going to combat covid through masturbation i'm gonna wank every morning and night to boost my immune system there's your excuse but jokes aside i think it's important just to mention again about obsession because i don't ever want to kind of scoot over serious issues or make light of things that actually affect people on the real excessive masturbation can become addicted people can become addicted to anything some people are predisposed to addiction some people develop addictions for whatever reason it could be that you're masturbating to deal with other issues in life 
because you're feeling sad and you realise that this masturbation makes you feel good, that kind of stuff. So it does depend on where you're starting. From a scientific perspective, it's all about the complex chemicals that we release when we masturbate. Dopamine. Dopamine is associated with that strong feeling of well-being. And this is essentially what people that are addicted to masturbation become addicted to. It's that feeling, that release of dopamine and the subsequent feeling that comes behind it. It makes you feel good, makes you feel nice, makes you feel, woo, yeah, you know? Ultimately, that's the kind of end goal in masturbation is to feel good, is to feel nice, to get that orgasm, to feel that that kind of high. But I just want to say, if you do fear that you're in this situation, especially kind of as a result, I don't want to say especially, I mean, if ever you're in that situation, but I think like there could perhaps be a stronger chance of it given the fact that some people are feeling rather shit in the current climate. So if you find that you're masturbating and you're becoming more and more addicted to that masturbation because it actually makes you feel good outside of all the bullshit that's happening around you, then... I would say speak to a sex therapist or your GP. I think most of us have the presence of mind to know when something is getting out of hand. Take control of your life and your situations. And as much as it's all about enjoying and trying to find happiness, we don't want to go down that dark rabbit hole of addiction. That's not a place that we're trying to go. So if you are concerned about anything, as always with anything, you seek that help, speak to a sex therapist. You can log online to, you know, search for some in your area if you don't want to speak to your GP, because sometimes people find these things quite difficult to speak to people that they they see regularly. And your GP is someone that might deal with you for other stuff. You might not want to cross the two. Do you know what I mean so if you can't speak to your GP find someone that you can speak to but yeah I would I would say let's let's try and keep it together but you know what that pretty much brings me to the end of episode one I'm gonna have to think of something like a little strap line a little caption that can go with that so yeah I hope you've enjoyed this episode of hit the clock I am Cheryl and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheryl's world that's s-h-e-r-r-y-l-s world if you have something to say or you want to add to this episode feel free to hit me out on the socials my dms are open but please don't send me dick pics because i will expose you or you can use the hashtag hit the clock one so it's hit the clock all one word and the number one at the end and i will respond and interact and get this thing popping until next time people peace and love and face masks I want to say face mask. Peace, love, and masturbation. <laughs>